Slough. Slough. Yeah, that's a good place name, isn't it? Brilliant. Slough. Slough. <clears throat> anyway. Hello. You're listening to episode 20 of Pod'em Up. We hope you're all keeping as safe as possible. What are you doing outside on a nice day like this? Get indoors, play some video games, and listen to us as we officially kick off our third season, in quotation marks. We've got Jet Set Radio in the book club, plus Animal Crossing, Pokemon, and more. I'm Ollie, this is Tibbs. Hello there. And we are Pod'em Up. So, Tibbs, what have you been playing? Um, Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Ah, yes, I saw on Twitter. Like the rest of the world. I yes, think. it seems um, very popular at the moment. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, cool. Um, we were thinking of getting that because we thought um, our daughter Alice might enjoy it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, was, I, I was interested to hear your take on it. It's really good. Um, yeah. I think it's one of those games that's it's come out at the right time in the world. Um, with yeah. everything being as as uncertain and stressful and, and frightening as it is at the moment, um, it's nice to have a game where you don't really do anything. Uh, you just you just knock about on an island. Um, <laughs> you pick some fruit, catch some butterflies. Um, you help an owl open a big museum. Um, you dig up some fossils, mm-hmm. and you just generally just just like I say, you just knock about on this little island. Um, that's it. It's, it sounds dull, but it's actually really good. It's actually really engrossing um, yeah. to just to just exist on this nice little island, nice little animals knocking about, loving life. It's good. Um, I would say it's an acquired taste, um, but the uh, guy I work with is into a, like all sort of Call of Duty action violent, you know, generic video game type yes, stuff. The type, yes, um, you know the type. Yeah. yeah. Um and he said that he'd noticed I was playing it on the Switch, because um, mm-hmm. he's got Switch as well and it came up on the friends list. And he bought it because he saw I was playing it and thought, oh, really? oh he's 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 been on that for a while. I might wonder if that's a good one. And he's loving it. He's, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's really into it. So um hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I I can't recommend it enough. Um, I yeah, I think kids would love it. You know, kids yeah. would really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we were watching uh, me and my partner on um, YouTube. Uh, there's a there's a video on there of um, there's a grandmother. She's like I can't remember how old she is. She's like eighty three, and she's logged four thousand hours on the DS version of Animal Crossing. All right. Um, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say this version, and I thought that's quite a quick oh. <laughs> amount, of, amount of hours to cram into. She must be playing it constantly. No, no, like, in the video was um, um, giving her a, a new Nintendo Switch with a copy of the game as like a little surprise. So, yeah. you know, and it's, it's just a really sweet little video. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's a great game. Um, I got Doom Eternal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's taken a bit of a backseat to Animal Crossing, to be honest. Um, I played a bit of it. Um, did you play the 2016 reboot of Doom? No, I think I started a demo of it and got bored. It's just not really my type of game, to be honest. I enjoyed the the 2016 version. Um, I, I, yeah, I really got into it. I, I loved the 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 sort of the new mechanics that they'd bought into it. You know, um, collecting the ammo and health from the enemies as you as you go through rather than being sort of dedicated pickups and stuff. I thought it was a really, you know, it just made the, the gameplay flow in a really nice way. Um, I'm not really feeling it with Doom Eternal. And I don't know why. I mean, it's essentially the same game, but 
there's just something about it that feels different. I can't really describe it, but it just hasn't really clicked with me at all. Um, so I haven't really played that too much. I probably put you know a couple of hours into it. So uh, you know, to be fair, I haven't given it a, a fair a fair crack yet. But mm. um, yeah, I, I expected to like it more than I did. Yeah, I was talking to someone about the first one when it like the reboot you just mentioned, and mm. and they said it was it was much more much more of a gamey sort of first person shooter than you you get nowadays because it's sort of just focused on pure action oh, rather yeah. than sort of convoluted kind of mechanics that you have to wait for and, and stuff it's just like very kind of yeah you know immediate action kind yeah of thing. it is definitely from the time it starts it's just constant non-stop you yeah. know there's no prolonged sort of cutscenes or puzzle sections or anything it's just you know it's just carnage really it's, it's, yeah. which is what you want from a doom game yeah um, i mean they, you gotta yeah even if it's not your thing you gotta sort of take your hat off to, yeah. to that sort of commitment to keeping it old school in the way of the original ones right? yeah. yeah they have added like platform and climbing sections in in doom eternal which okay. you know i'm not sure that's a i'm not sure those sort of things are ever a good idea in an arcade fps but i like i said i haven't played it enough to really to really um you know, pass judgment on it. So I'll give it more of a chance when you know when I get eventually ever get bored of of Animal Crossing. Yeah, I, I think Animal Crossing. Just to get back to yeah. it, is, um, it's one of those. Ga- I I never really, I I don't find myself gravitating towards those games that sort of don't have an end. Do you know what I mean? Like they yeah. can go on and on and on. For some reason, I've got it in my head because my wife played the Animal Crossing on the Wii, and I quite like watching her play it, and I think my daughter would like it. But for me personally, I, I, I haven't, I've never been drawn to those kind of games because at the moment I like to know, right, what am I going to play next? I'm going to play this game and it takes X number of hours. Yeah. And I'll take a little bit more than that. Um, but I don't want to spend much more than that because I've got so many other games that I want to get through. That, um, And I know you shouldn't approach gaming like this, but I kind of do. And I can't quite get out of that mindset that I, I could start this game and I could potentially you know, sink months into it, you know, it's just, it's something that for some reason I can't get my head around, I don't know why. I mean, there, there is an end game in, in Animal Crossing, technically speaking. Okay. Um, there's, you know, there's a series of objectives you, you are tasked with to um, enrich the island a bit and, you know, upgrade some of the buildings and, um, you know, so you start off with a little tent and you up, can upgrade it to a house and then you can add extra rooms and levels and a basement. And and as you go on, you unlock tools to, um, you unlock like a ladder to climb up to a higher part of the island. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so as you go on and there, there comes, I don't want to say too much. I mean, it's not, it's not exactly a story heavy game. But I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But there comes a point where one of the missions, missions, it's not even a mission, but one of the the objectives that you have, once you complete, you basically get a credit roll. um, And that's, for want of a better term, the game complete. Um, But once you've seen the credits roll, it then lets you have some extra things to manipulate the landscape of the island. So you can carry on playing and just, um, you know, just make your own objectives after that. So I mean, there is a goal you can work towards, but it's it's okay. not it's never really the reason you're playing. It's just no. something that's there, and you know, yeah. Um, it's a strange one. It's a strange one because I I really don't like grinding in games. No, me neither. I really don't. Yeah. Um, but the two like it reminds me of when I started playing Minecraft, uh, which is essentially just grinding the game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it. I really enjoyed Minecraft. Um, and it's the same with this. I mean, if you, if you look at it on paper, it is essentially just Animal Crossing is just grinding for materials and grinding for for coins. Yeah. But I think it's the way it's done. It never feels. It doesn't feel like busy work. It always feels like you're working towards something rather than just, you know, you're just grinding to raise an arbitrary level on a character or something like that it's you know it's funny how some games can sort of mask grinding in a, in a yeah. way that's like you know much more palatable yeah isn't it like sometimes you can tell that you're just grinding yeah and sometimes you can do it without even realizing really yeah definitely. that's quite nice definitely mm. um 
but yeah, I would definitely recommend it if anyone if anyone's on the fence about it. I would mm. say um, it's the most accessible uh, out of the Animal Crossing games. I think. Oh really? Um, some of them. Uh, why, why is that? Um, it's difficult to say. It's difficult to say. I think, like when I've tried to play the other ones before. It took a. I. Th- it just feels like it took a lot of effort. I. I had to persevere with it for it to really click with me. With mm. this one, it, it didn't at all. I just, you know, it's just really. It eases you into things. Um, like I say, it never feels like you're. The, the stuff it asks you to do never feels like a chore. It never feels like you're grinding. You're doing things. You get a. You know. <sighs> should have formulated my thoughts before we started really it's um... that's all right we've got the power of editing so it's fine yeah yeah we do yeah yeah so cut, <laughs> cut out all my <laughs> they won't know any different it's fine <laughs> <laughs> you'll play anyone listen to this should be hear, hear me go it is a good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks tibbs you are welcome um yeah, I would say if you were going to try one, the DS, the 3DS version, New Leaf was um, was a nice one. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, but this one's a good one too. Um, mm. So that's that's my that's my review. Stick that on your Metacritic. It's um, a good one. Pull them up. Mm. It's a good one. Um, and another game I've been playing. I've been packing mm-hmm. it all in. Um, yeah. Final Fantasy remake. Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, remake. you have. You've started yes, it. I have started it. Okay. Cool. I wasn't sure when that was out. I think someone said it was came out early to um, make sure everyone got it. I was going to say, I think officially it's out like next week or something. That's what I, yeah, that's what they, I was thinking. Yeah. Like, um, I went to pre-order it because I uh, we're not sponsored, um, but I went to order it from the Game <laughs> Collection, which is where I usually yes. do my pre-orders because they're yes they're really reliable. They're very good. Yeah. Um, but I went there and the pre-order button was disabled. There wasn't any option to order it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what was no. going on there. So I went to um, Game instead. Yeah. Uh, pre-ordered it there, and they shipped it out like the next day. Ah, oh, that's pretty good. Um, well done, Game. That's yeah. Good. So. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, mm. It's good. It, wow. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I um I know you did as well. I played the demo. Yeah. And um yeah it's um it, it's it's good as a game. It's good. It, you know I I quite enjoyed it, but um. I'm just trying to remember what I even thought of it now. Um, it's, not it the, bit... it's not the Final Fantasy VII we played. It isn't. No, that's the that's the fundamental thing. I thought the boss battle at the end was a bit too much. It's a bit like kind of nuts, like all these things firing off everywhere, and it's just you know it completely lost the the drama of the the the, the sort of um, turn based battle of the original. It, it definitely, I'm much more a fan of the turn based thing. It yeah. feels a lot more strategic and a lot more. It does, yeah. You know, um, whereas this is just plain, you know, action. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with action, but it's just it doesn't fit with the the whole Final Fantasy VII thing, does it? When you start up the game, it does give you an option what kind of battle mode you want. Where you yeah. can have like easy, normal, or classic. Um, mm. And it does say classic is for. Um, if you want to have more control over the commands in the battle or something, I think that's meant to be more like the original. But I thought if I, I think that if I I'm think gonna... that's why I had it set. But uh, it was still, I don't know if it made much of a difference because I figured if yeah. I'm going to play it, I want to play it the way that they intended it to be. So I'm going to stick okay. with normal first, and then maybe oh, go fair, back. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I will say the storyline takes a fairly major swerve from the original. Shortly, oh. like directly after the demo ends. Mm. Um, it diverts from the the original story um, quite majorly. Mm. Um, not convinced about where what's going on and the changes yet, but you know. Okay. I think the I don't know if we discussed it on the show or were we talking about it on Twitter. Um, but we but I think we both basically agreed that it's not really a remake. It's more of a reimagining than a yes than yes. a remake. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So I suppose they've got a bit of artistic license there to change things and yeah. Well, they're doing this whole stretching Midgar out to the to a whole game, so you know they're going to put some extra stuff in there. Yeah. Whether it's necessary or not, I don't know. But um... I'll tell you one thing. I hope that the next you know chapters or parts of the game, you know, the, yeah. any anything the post Midgar game. Mm. Um, I hope that's getting a physical release. I hope they're just going to palm it off as DLC. 
Oh yeah, that would that would be rubbish, wouldn't it? I mean, it wouldn't. The thing is, they've named this Final Fantasy VII remake. That's the thing. I noticed that's that that's the confusing thing. There's so, nothing on the box that says like remake part one. Exactly. Or chapter this, one. So this is what I haven't understood about the whole thing. Yeah. As soon as they announced that thing, because yeah, you you would think from that title that it is all in one. So therefore, they would add chapters, you know, digitally. Yeah. Which would suck. That would suck tremendously, because um, yeah. the. My thought going into it was, if that's the case, then more than likely, way down the line, they'll bring out like a Game of the Year edition with everything yeah, included. Probably. Um, but the just the Midgar section is on two discs, um, and really? I think it's the first. I don't know if I've got any other two disc PS4 games. To be no, honest, no. I mean, the, I mean that that disc is like hundred gigabytes big yeah. or something, isn't it? Yeah. So, oh, good yeah. God. So it's like an install disc that you have to do first, and then there's a separate play disc. Um, oh my god! I mean, you'd have to clear out I, I a whole load to, of games yeah, just for just to, to get it on there, wouldn't you? Yeah, there. that's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, Boy. I would say it's a gorgeous game, though. Oh yeah, like the, yeah, the character models very, very and stuff good. are absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm not convinced about the soundtrack. Um, okay. I thought it sounded pretty good, the orchestral... I mean, some of it does, but there's bits yeah. where it just sounds like it's being played out of tune. Or like, really. or like it's being played too fast, especially like the the, the um, during the bombing mission uh, on mm. the, you know, the first section. After you beat that um, the first boss and you're trying to escape, the music yeah. just sounds really sort of discordant and... and, and I don't know, it's like they're all playing it, every instrument's being played with a different time signature or something. It's very, very strange. Oh, right. okay. Um, oh, okay. It might be an acquired taste, but um, mm. it's not It's not the Final Fantasy I grew up with, so I don't mm. like it. <laughs> no, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but yeah, I think that sums but, up basically what I've been playing. So. Yeah, I think if you listened to like any Podomop episode before, you could tell that this was... Uh... This opinion was coming, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to surprise anyone, really. But um, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, you're giving it a good go, anyway. You're giving it a fair, a fair hearing. I was going to say, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go in with the the slightly different tack they've taken on the story. Yeah. Um, they they've introduced a few elements much earlier on than they were in the original game. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's interesting. I'll, I'll I'll play it till I get bored of it. That's the best I can say. One thing I want you to tell me when you get to it is how they do the cross dressing. I've heard that that is in it. I've heard they really. Yeah. I'm wondering if they'd keep it in. Yeah, apparently it, they have kept it in. Um, <laughs> I want to know how that fits in with this this new look. Yeah, because that sounds hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. But um, okay, I won't look it up. Like, just tell me on Twitter or something. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, okay. What have you been up to? Um, unlike that, I've only had one game on the go, really, and that's um, following one from my last exploits with Pokemon um, Let's Go Pikachu. Mm-hmm. I'm on uh, Pokemon Sword this oh, time. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's Pokemon, really. They're all kind of, they're all pretty much the same, really. But They are. It, it's it's the, the unspoken truth of Pokemon. I, I love the series, don't get me wrong, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, they are the same game. Yeah. I, know. I mean, I, I say that they all, I mean, I've only really played the first one and let's go which is the same so this is the first time i've been introduced to any pokemon since the first the original 150 so <laughs> i'm encountering loads of new things that have probably been around for 20 years or so but you know I'm, yeah i haven't seen them before but you yeah, know it's it's good it's um i like that it's all based sort of on the the uk you know mm. um the whole region the galar region um so you get nice little you know british sayings and things you know it's quite nice to see that in a game you know and the whole map is kind of almost like a british isles upside down oh that's um, cool yeah it's quite nice you get places like that have a distinct british naming um set up like uh postwick was quite a nice, nice name and motostoke and things like that you know it's quite a nice nice little touches like that yeah do you know um, there's a place called peas down st john Lo- I did not know that. That's no. a lovely name, isn't it? Peace down, Peace St. down John. St. John. Yeah. That's a lovely place. That sounds like a lovely place to retire yeah. to. Yeah, Ashby de la Zouche. Yeah, I know that one. You yeah. know? It's lovely. Yeah. And Peniston. Yeah, we've got some lovely... People don't say this enough, but we've got some lovely place names in this country. We yeah, do. Stoke-on-Trent. Mm. Anyway, carry yeah. on. <laughs> 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 oh, I have been to Stoke-on-Trent, actually. It's, um... Is it as nice as the, the rumours say? Uh, no, not really. A land of of wonder and mirth and in, industrial uh, 
towers and things. Yeah. Slough. Slough. Yeah, that's a good place name, Brilliant. isn't it? Slough. Slough. Anyway, um, <clears throat> it's uh, yeah, Pokemon. It's um, it's 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 good. Yeah, it's good. I'm, I've done three gym gym battles so far. Um, the gym battle. I don't know if I, I'm assuming this is a new feature, but you can Gigantamax your your Pokemon. That is a new feature. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So you get during a gym battle, you get three chances to to Gigantamax them, basically enlarges them. But then the the other gym guy also can do that as well. So I guess it's strategic when you do it, but. You know, it's, it's usually when I do it, he does it. So you know, mm. it kind of works. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit of a gimmick, really. But, yeah. You know, it's um, it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Um, not much else I can say about it really, but I'm I'm enjoying it. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, Pokemon's um, Pokemon in there. It's, it's one of those things. If you enjoy it, you're going to enjoy any Pokemon that they put out. Really, um, I think so. Pretty much. I know there was a lot of backlash. A lot of diehard Pokemon fans were going, "Oh, this is a, a travesty that not ev- all, every single Pokemon was in it, or something like that." I, I, I kind of get that criticism, to be honest. I mean, if, if you're if you're the key talent of the series, has got to catch them all, and then it's like, mm. nah, you could catch some of them. Does that the previous Pokemon games have every single previous yeah. Pokemon in them? Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. realize that. I thought that was that, uh, and that I think wasn't a thing anyway. Technically, technically, it would be possible theoretically. So, if you had a Pokemon that you trained on the original Game Boy game way back when, mm. you could yeah. transfer that to the Game Boy Advance games, which you could yeah. transfer to the DS games, which you could transfer to the 3DS, 3DS, and then to the Switch. You know, yeah, I love that. That's really yeah, cool. Isn't but it? now. I don't think you can do that because if if you okay. if you one of the ones is a um, Pokemon who's not in the, the new Pokedex, um, you can't transfer them over. And I think I think mm. it was I don't know. Uh, I do think the the series needs a bit of a a bit of a refresh. Um, yeah. But I think I don't know. Part of me thinks if you're going to start taking Pokemon away, you might as well just make a fresh start in a fresh region. Just say, right, no, none of the other Pokemons. We're starting with a new 150 brand mm. new ones. But I suppose they got to put Pikachu on the box somewhere, haven't they, to make it I sell? I think so. He's a big seller, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It is. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. Okay. But I always have a good time with Pokemon, so yeah. I can't. I mean, I can't I... be too mad at it. Yeah. I mean, on the Pokemon thing, I mean. The actual Pokemon, the design of them, I find a lot, a lot of them aren't that good anyway. Really, looks gonna, wise, they did get a bit ropey as they as they went on. There's one, yeah, there's one that's uh, just literally a set of keys. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get that Pokemon that aren't animal based. I mean, to me, the the, the animals in this world are the Pokemon. Yeah, because I don't think they have regular animals, do they? That's 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 no, the animals I, yeah, of that the world, but. Are... But when you've got the pair of keys, I mean, yeah. it just gets stupid, isn't it? There's a it, pair really? of keys. There's a chandelier. There's a bag of rubbish. It's like they were just looking, <laughs> it's like they were just looking around the office, like, right, look, we need fifty new ones. What are we? What, yeah. Where's my know, keys? But, keys. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know. You feel like it was like you know five o'clock on the last day. Quick, yeah. you've got, got five more. I'm like, I'm, we've done literally everything. What? The... They spot yeah. the cleaner emptying out the bins. They go, ah, oh, bag of rubbish. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but um, but but yeah, I, I'm 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 cherry picking the the ones that look cool, basically. Yeah, you know, as you do, you don't want something that looks naff. No, 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 no. But it's quite nice, being, you know, finding new ones. All the, the sort of the wild area is quite good because it's quite sort of open, and you can find lots of different ones. So you, so your team will theoretically be quite different from another player's team, you know, because just depending on what you find. Yeah, so that's quite good. Have you done any of the online stuff? Is there is there any online stuff? Uh, no, I don't know. I haven't looked into it really. It's okay. Still in the in the single player. I know there's DLC coming, isn't there? Uh yeah, I think there is. Yeah, there was a um, Nintendo Direct. Uh, Nintendo Direct Mini. Mini. Yeah. Other than that, um, sort of gaming related, um, I'm I'm basically working on my own um, menu system for all my ROMs and emulators now. Oh, nice. Because I've been last few years, I've been messing around with Raspberry Pis and Recal Box and then and, and, and sort of launch box on the pc and stuff yeah um just i've I've always liked the idea of having all of your games or, or loads and loads of them just in this 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 sort of um coherent menu system you just say oh i want to play that game and it just loads up you know it's always been my favorite. even when i was a kid i quite liked the idea of that mm. and now it's a reality but i'm quite picky with this so i can't seem to find like a system or a theme that i want to 
go ahead with. So it's bought, you know, after I've been doing this for like two or three years now at least, and I've, it's boiled down to the fact that right, I just got to make my own, basically. So um, that's what I'm doing. That's quite an undertaking. Yeah, it is a bit. Yeah. Well, I'm there's a um, launch box on the PC is really good. That's that's kind of think of that as like iTunes for your ROMs. You can kind of uh, organize them. You can get all the box art. You can scrape for all the info and everything. Um, and it's really good. It gets all the European box arts as well, which is good. So I'm using that, the data from that, and the XML data from that as like a as the basis for all my data. And then I've got this this system that's HTML5 and JavaScript based, which is what I do for a living. So I know what I'm doing. Um, that just sits in like an application, which can then load up the emulators that you choose from the menu. So um, yeah, I've got a lot of ideas for it. Um, it's, it's sort of working in a basic sense now. You know, I can I can use it through the Steam link, so I can play it downstairs as well, which is important. Um, so yeah, that's that's been a little weekend project for the last last couple of months. That's I think. pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I probably um, um, I'm kind of I'm trying to I'm building it for me, but I'm keeping an open mind as to whether I can share it with others. I was going to say, you're going to so. open source it. Yeah, I probably will. Um, I'll try and bear that in mind unless it gets so sort of convoluted and specific that it won't be any good to anyone but I'm trying to keep it nice and neat so that I probably won't I don't really want to have it as a as a kind of a a thing that I will maintain for the sake of others necessarily because I just don't really think I have the time yeah. but you know it will be based on what I want and if someone if I might be able to fix small bugs and, and talk to people but you know if it's open source and you know some people can take it. I was going to say that that's the fun of it, isn't it? That. You let other people fix all the bugs for you, and you just yeah, reap the benefits. Great, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really into that now at the moment. Yeah, so that's brilliant. What I've been occupying a lot of my time, so I'm hoping it's going to see completion at some point. Um, hopefully this year, and I can put it out there. See, see if anyone wants to play around with it. Um, so yeah, that's um, those two things. Really, all I've been doing game wise for last apart from our book club pick of course so yeah any um newsy bits you want to talk about um i mean it's all corona based really isn't that's it that's I mean, the thing yeah i mean that's been dominating really... everything isn't it <laughs> it has there's no escape from it i mean um e3 obviously cancelled yeah quite early on didn't it uh everything else cancelled everything else cancelled um <laughs> ps5 and series x delayed i think is that is that the case now, i don't or is know that... if that's been officially at the time of recording, I don't know if that's official yet, but I would be very surprised if it's not. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to have the money for a new console, given that everyone's, <laughs> you know, either furloughed or, or out of work at the moment. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's, it's scary times, freaky times. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm fortunate that at the moment. I say fortunate. It depends on your point of view, I suppose. But I'm still working full-time because I can work from home. Um, yeah, same here. But, you know, my sector has been quite severely hit by what's going on, so I don't know how long that's going to last. Um, mm. So it's it's really... Yeah, everyone's hemorrhaging money left, right and centre, so I don't know if there's going to be a lot of disposable income sloshing about to, for people to spend 600 quid on a console. No, no so, I don't think so. It's, um, yeah, yeah, it's tricky times. A lot of people... You know, are have got I've actually got free time on their hands on the other side of things. Mm. they be you know if they if they hopefully they've got the you know the money sorted out from the government or whatever. Um, time to play more games, I suppose. Yeah, is definitely. The other, is the you other know. side of it. And if you um, if you want to cheer yourself up, I mean, if you you want to, you know, ease the ease the pain somewhat. Mm. Um, pot them up. Pot Lo- them up. Loads of episodes. We've got nineteen episodes before this. Yeah. So yeah, each one better than the last. Yeah, depending on what order you listen to them. In, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you listen to them in reverse order, then each one's going to be successively worse. So I yeah. wouldn't recommend that. No, 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 don't do that. Um, yeah, you can so say you got all that. I mean, we've all got gaming backlogs, haven't we? I've got hundreds of them in my backlog. So um, if there aren't many games and systems being released. We've got you know Steam libraries and PS4 accounts and all sorts of Switch accounts full of games that we haven't played yet. I'm we, I think. completely out of chocolate biscuits. Mm. No biscuits. No rich tea. Love a rich tea to dunk in a coffee. Mm. Nothing. I feel like I've jumped into a different conversation. I'm just, I'm just, just pontificating about the, you know, the the state of the world under the coronavirus 
menace. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. we might have games to play, but no biscuits to eat. No biscuit. That's true. That's true. We might not have biscuits. Yeah. Anyway, let's not dwell on that. I try not to. I'm trying <laughs> no. not to. Yeah, it's the biscuits that hit you hit the hardest, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Streets of Rage 4 getting a physical release, though. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, I pre-ordered that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Uh, what version did you go for? Switch. Yeah, same as me. Yeah, that means we can play online together. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Let's do that. No release date though. No, it doesn't. No, this is the <laughs> odd thing. It's it's they're saying it's the the window. This is um, what are they called? Limited run. Limited run. That's the one. Um, they're saying the 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 window for buying it is going to go on. You know, until just after the release of the the digital version, but no one seems to know when that no is. No one's so gonna... yeah saying a word on when that's going to be. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's very strange. Yeah. I'm hoping it'd be fairly soon. Thing. I'd hope been... so. I mean, they've been showing it off at lots of conventions and things, haven't they? they? Have, so yeah. you know, I mean, I've I haven't watched anything about it. I'm no, I've I've been completely spoiler free. So yeah, you know, I presume that it's in you know a, a reasonably complete state, given how much it's been showing it off, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, hurry up. Okay, anything else you want to talk about? No. No? Okay. Do we have an incoming indie from yourself? No. Okay. No. <laughs> you don't? Okay. No, I'm That's sorry, fine. I don't. Um, it has, you know, it's been a... a yeah, It's just been a, it. a little bit... Yeah, yeah. That's fine. I've got one. Let's hear it. Okay, this is called Clive and Wrench. I... That rings a bell... Yeah. Um, have we talked about this, or have you tweeted about this, or have I seen someone else tweet about this? I, I might have tweeted about it. Let me have a look. We haven't talked about it. I, I, I won't. I won't spoil it. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you see what it is. Ah, Numskull Games. Yes, I've seen them tweet about it. I follow them on Twitter. That must have been where I saw they're publishing it, aren't they, Numskull? Yes, they are. Yes, yes that's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I so it's um, it's a three D platformer. Mm-hmm. Very much in the the vein of the Banjo Kazooie school of game design. Um, you play as a, a rabbit with a monkey on his back. Um, they travel through time to some lovely, distinct open world levels. Um, I'm assuming it's um, it's a collectathon. Actually, I'm not 100 percent sure it is, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been in development since 2011 by one guy. Which is which is pretty cool. Considering if when you take a look at it, it looks yeah. really cool from one person. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I just love that. You know that that um, I think we talked about it in um, when we were talking about guinea pig parkour, which is made yes. by one guy as well, Gary Pig. Um, that he that these guys can go on for like you know best part of a decade making this this same game and have the sort of the commitment to to see it through. You know, I think that's yeah. amazing. It is. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean the. I mean, people have been making, you know, games on their own for, you know, going back to sort of the, the old microcomputer days, like Commodore and Spectrum and things like that. Yeah. But the things they're able to achieve now, I mean, you, I mean, looking at this, I mean, five, ten, you know, maybe 15 years ago, that would have been like a AAA, you know, full team of people producing yeah. that, you know. Yeah, and definitely. now, you know, there's people who can just do that on their own. It's, it is phenomenal. It's really, oh. really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's heading for Steam. Um, currently says winter twenty twenty, so uh, it's, it's edging closer to completion. Um, I think they're just focusing on PC at the moment. Um, no console releases on the horizon yet, but you know I'm sure that um, that could be a possibility in future. Um, so yeah, it's called Clive and Wrench, um, CliveNWrench dot com, uh, and on Twitter um, it's at ClassicGJ. If you want to find out more. Um, yeah, it's really just a really nice 3D platformer, open sort of open world levels, all set in different time zones. Yeah, check it out. So, um, Clive and Wrench um, coming to yeah. Switch. Oh, it's a, it is coming to Switch, yeah. is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm just, looking, I'm I'm just I... looking on the Numskull Games website at Steam Switch Winter 2020. Oh, all right. I didn't even see that. Yeah, oh. and if it's Numskull, there'll probably be a physical version as well. Ah, very good. Oh, okay. I think the I think the pub that picking up, uh, being picked up by the publisher is relatively new. I think I'm not sure. Anyway, now it's time for Jet Set Radio. Look at the funk. 
Welcome back. We're talking uh, Jet Set Radio this month uh, for the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, it was developed by uh, Smilebit, who are a division of Sega and published by Sega. Uh, it was released uh, in June 2000 in Japan, October in America, where it was released as Jet Grind Radio for some reason. Do you know why that was? I got no idea why that was. I, no. I assume there's probably someone with a, a trademark for Jet Set or something. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. The old Star Fox. Yeah, thing, yeah. the old Sega uh, Genesis thing. Yeah, indeed. Happens many times, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and it was came out in uh, November in Europe. Um, as of 2012, you can also find it on PS3, Xbox 360, PC, PS Vita, iOS, and Android. Um, and there was even an isometric variation of it on the Game Boy Advance in 2003. Have you played that one? Very briefly. Yeah, I was quite intri- intrigued by it. There's also a Tony Hawk's one that's very similar. I don't think it even uses the same engine, actually. Yeah, the Tony Hawk's ones are they're quite good, actually. Um... Yeah. Yeah, it's quite impressive um, what they managed to do. It is surprisingly works well as a, an isometric thing. But mm, yeah, um, check that. yeah, check them out. Mm. Um, so it has a single 2002 sequel called Jet Set Radio Future, and that's exclusively for the original Xbox. Um, the Dreamcast original um, is inexpensive. You can find it for about ten, twenty pounds. Mm. Quite a few of them are out there. Um, I think you probably have a hard time pigeonholing this game into a specific genre. I mean, I would call it kind of a platformer, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. Um, I guess it's platformer, collect em up, sports. Yeah, so it's a, a brightly coloured 3D cell-shaded platformer of sorts, um, in which the main objective is to roam around open levels, spray-painting graffiti on walls and avoiding police pursuit. Uh, set on the streets of fictional Tokyo Toe. Uh, and has you assembling a gang of rollerblading graffiti artists called the GGs in order to engage in a non-violent turf war with rival gangs Poison Jam, Noise Tanks and the Love Shockers. Uh, most levels are littered with graffiti administered by members of the other gangs and you need to locate these and replace them with your own artwork within the time limit. Almost constantly on your tail are the police, who are led by the pretty deranged Captain Onishima and the increasingly drastic armed forces that he calls in, including riot police, missile-firing helicopters and tanks. The developers, Smilebit, were a Sega studio formed from members of Team Andromeda who made the Panzer Dragoon games. Uh, it was directed by Masayoshi Kikuchi, who wanted to steer away from fantasy, sci-fi or anime-style designs and create something original, cool and grounded in modern popular culture. The general visual design came before the gameplay mechanics or even the game genre, and he cites the pop-cultural rele- relevance of uh, Parappa the Rapper and the anti-establishment themes of the movie Fight Club as inspirations. Hmm. There you go, that's a little bit of background info on it well, i think he um, succeeded i mean it is a very distinctive yeah. um you know the cell shaded style and the, the character oh, yeah. designs it is it's one of those games that if you see any piece of artwork from it you know immediately all oh, that you know that's from chat set radio it's, it's very iconic designs in that yeah it's it's one of the the key features about it that people talk talk about the most i think it's one of the things that's helped it um you know, still look really good to this day. Yeah, actually, I think that that I mean that was one of the first cell shaded games, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. Um, the other main one I remember at the time was um, Thirteen. Do you remember the? It's like a yeah. first person shooter. I, I can't do, yeah. remember if that was before or after Jet Set Radio, but that's that's the other one that sticks out as being cell shaded and and quite popular at the time. Yeah. So I mean, this was two thousand, so it was very distinctive. Um, you know, it would have turned a few heads, definitely. Mm. And I, I, you know, from what I've read, the the whole sort of the the culture of it, as as you know, a lot, a lot of it rings a lot of bells with a lot of people, and the um, they have a lot of fond memories about this game, um, just because it's so unique visually, and you know, the music, um, the whole style of it is like nothing else, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, it's it's completely unique. Yeah, it's just the the characters, the whole the, the whole thing is just bursting with life. I think it's just so colourful. The music, in particular, I think is. Um, there's not a lot out there that sounds quite like this. There's a whole lit- load of different genres it covers, including uh, hip-hop, J-pop, funk, electronic dance, rock, acid, jazz, and trip-hop. I don't even know what some of those are, to be honest, but they're, <laughs> they're, all, genre- they're all genres, apparently, and they're all covered in this game. But, yeah, it's um, very distinctive. It kind of reminds me of um, when we were talking about Toe Jam & Earl last year. Yeah. That, um, that, 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 that sort of funk soundtrack was very distinctive at the time as well. And I think this kind of it, it stands out in a similar way f- from, you know, other games around at the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's, I thought that there was a band that I thought was in, 
the first game, but I've just checked and it's had, they're actually in the second game. Um, but there's mm. a band called, I think it's pronounced Biz. It's just B-I-S. Mm. Um, and they're just one, they've done loads of like songs and all kinds of things, but they're like these, they're one of these bands where you've probably heard music from them, but you've never actually heard of them. They did like, um, Obviously, Jet Set Radio Future. They've done the Powerpuff Girls theme tune. Oh, really? um, wow, that's random. They did a. They actually had a cartoon series that wasn't about them, um, but they would randomly pop up in animated form halfway through the episode and sing a song about what was going on in the show, and then disappear again. <laughs> oh, um, cool. So yeah, I mean, there's lots of of odd quirky bands i would say and quirky artists that provide the soundtrack to the games um it, i think that's probably what gives it quite such a such an unusual soundtrack really lots of sort of heavy samples and um yeah lots of samples i noticed that yeah, yeah it's it's a yeah it, like i say it's just a very unique unique soundtrack really mm. um you mentioned last um episode that you played this a lot in i think I did. 2003. I think it was 2003, um, yeah. I played yeah, it yeah. non-stop. Really? Yeah, okay. I really got into it. Yeah, and I, I, as I mentioned, I, I've tried to play this game three times before, and I never quite got on with it. So I wanted to pick this game to, to give it a proper go this time, to see if I can get around it. And um, ultimately, I, I kind of didn't, really. In what way? Is it... it I think control it's system? the controls yeah. mainly. Everything else I love about it, I really want to love this game because everything that we were just saying, the graphics, you know, the music um, and the whole feel of the characters, I, I love. I think it's really, really cool. I think it's a really cool looking game. But I just, those controls, there's just something about them. They're just, they're quite floaty. Yes. Um, because obviously the characters are on skates, which I don't think we mentioned thus far, but they are. Um, and sort of jumping is I found quite difficult. So you can't quite easily change your trajectory sometimes, you especially can't. if you jump it's, off. Um... It's like moon physics, and that. Yeah, it is, and I, I don't know. I th- I feel like it's one of those games where if you know how to play it, you can have a lot of fun. But until you get to that point, it can be quite frustrating. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um... I I would agree with that. It's it's one of those games if. Once it clicks with you, once once you become accustomed to the 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 really quirky way it controls, yeah, you're fine. Um, but it's just it's just overcoming that hurdle of getting comfortable with the controls. Um, there's another game on the PS One, the original V Rally. Um, mm. It reminds me of that. That game is the controls. The first time you play it, are absolutely awful. It's borderline unplayable. Mm-hmm. But once it clicks, once you realise what it wants you to do, and you sort of adapt to the the, I hasten to say shortcomings of the controls, um, you can have a lot of fun with it. And it's I think it's the same with with Jet Set Radio. Um, there's, there's certain things that I still like. Uh, you can hang on to the back of, of vehicles as they go up the hill. Yeah, that's a cool feature. It's a cool feature, but I, I, I can never, even after all the time I put into it, I can never get that right consistently. Yeah, yeah I only did it in that tutorial bit that shows you how to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, I, I never managed to pull it off just in the level or anything. <sighs> it's, yeah, it's... The controls in Jet Set Radio Future are a lot better. Um, are they? I was going to ask that because I have that as well. Yeah. And I wanted to play that, but I want to play this first. Um, yeah, I would yeah. say Jet Set Radio Future is the easier of the two games to control. Um, my main good. criticism for um, Future, though, is they remove in the same thing about the speaking about the controls. Mm. I really loved in Jet Set Radio the way you had to do like when you spray paint a wall, um, like you can you can find like you said there's tags on various like buses and walls and things that other gangs have left in your territory, and you can spray paint over them. But the sections where you'll have to do murals um, and you have to do like a little quick time event where you move the analog stick round in you know the directions that it says on the screen 
in order to complete the spray paint on that part of the wall. Yeah, I really love that because it re- it it kind of makes you feel like you are sort of moving the spray paint around, and it just it's got a, a really nice feel to it that you're feels like you're in control of the spray can almost. They got rid of that completely in Jet Set Radio Future, and it is just spray, and that's it done. I don't know why they did that. It's interesting to say you love that because I actually found that a bit really frustrating. Did you? <laughs> yeah, because I, I get what you mean. I, I get what you mean by saying it. It makes you feel like you're doing it by sort of mimicking the actions and stuff. But I, I just found that really unresponsive. I don't oh. know if I if I don't know if it didn't match my expectations because I expected when it says you know turn anti clockwise, mm. I expect to do one turn of anti clockwise and it does it immediately. It, t- it seems to take a few goes before I actually registered. And I don't know if that's because now that you say that, it may be because that it means you just keep doing it until the game accepts you've done it a certain number of times, or if it's just not picking it up properly. Well, yeah, I mean, when it says anti-clockwise, like a full rotation anti-clockwise should be all it needs. You shouldn't have to keep keep doing it. So maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, I've had this previously on all the times I've played it previously i remember this being an issue mm. um, and i say that because i'm em- i've emulated this version but i have previously played it on an actual dreamcast yeah. and the, the 360 version i'm pretty sure that i had the same i came away with feeling the same so i don't know maybe i'm just doing it wrong you know because I, I i do struggle with these kind of quick time events and, and sort of rhythm games and stuff so maybe it is just my technique is completely wrong when i'm asked to do these <laughs> these random like thumbstick changes or button presses and stuff yeah. i don't know it could well be that so i usually maybe I... don't like quick time events because yeah i can't t- i i can't tell my left from my right on the spot i, I do I, i'm glad you said that because i struggle with that too. yeah like obviously i know <laughs> which way's left and which way's right but if you ask me on the spot um, press the left button i my mind just goes uh, yeah. and i end up pressing the wrong one I do that sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it's weird, and isn't it? I hate quick time events for that reason. I just can't do it. So maybe I like these ones because it's just a you know nice analog stick. I could just wag it about, but yeah, yeah. Okay, I, that's I, interesting. I would say yeah. that the controls are the big barrier for this game. It is going to put a lot of people off. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's a shame because otherwise, it's 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 really good. You know, yeah. um, I, I love the whole concept of the game. You know, um, that the gameplay is very is very Sega. You know, it's it's very sort of jump jumping a level and do these things. You know, it doesn't overcomplicate itself. Um, you know, it's got bright colours, great music, as we've said before. I keep saying, but you know, the, I I really want to like this game, so um, I might well give Jet Future a try because it sounds like it might be better suited for me. Yeah, yeah, I would um, say, yeah, definitely. I, it sounds to me like Future addresses some of the the obstacles that you particularly had with the game so it might Mm. you know and i think it's fair to say future is probably the most the the more well regarded of the two games so okay um that's interesting yeah you might get on you might get on better with that yeah I'll, i'll tell you where i got to in the game as well it was a point where um i had two levels where instead of going around spray painting things you have to tag the back of the rival gangs as they're moving around yeah I found those impossible. I just could not do them at all. Yeah. And I tried so many times, and I, I neither of them I could get, so I just, I just got stuck in the game. I think, I think it's about halfway through or something. It's like about that. halfway through, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't. I wanted to get, do more to try and give it more of a chance, but I just couldn't get past these. And you can't, you can't, at least I couldn't see any way of redoing the levels that you've already done as well. Is there a way of doing that? Um... I can't remember off the top of my head. I got to be honest. Um, I didn't mm. play that. I only played enough to refresh my memory on it because, sure, yeah. you know, like I say, it's been a been a been a bit of a month. But um, no, I can't remember. I do remember the fact that you can spray paint on the back of the police officer though, the um, the detective who's chasing you. Can you? Yeah, oh, right. I didn't know that. That's great. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the yeah the um. The levels where you got to chase down um, Monster Jam was the ones I had. Put, I remember having particular trouble with the first time I played it when you got to chase Monster Jam down. I can't remember which which group is which, but there's one in the sewer. Yeah, the sewers. Yeah, that's really because the level design is really sort of um, circular. Yeah. Uh, through the tunnels, um, and then once you've lost them, you kind of you got to backtrack quite far. The other one was in a city. 
Um, it was a bit more open, a little bit easier to catch up with them, but I just couldn't get close enough to because t- they're moving at exactly the same speed as you are, as it feels like. So yeah. you kind of got to be matching them, you know, exactly, and you got to be really close to them as well to to for the, before the tag thing comes up that allows you to spray them. So yeah, there's not much yeah. room for error with it at all. I, I mean, couldn't... not not ju- I mean in general in the game really, the, the, it, there's not much room for error. You've got to be pretty pretty accurate with everything in the game yeah. really, but. Um, mm. It's interesting because the game got really good reviews when yeah. it came out, um, and I, I I happened across a, a review. Did I happen across it? I think I might have just seen it somewhere, but um, uh, the a review of the the 2012 re-release um, that actually said that they, having played it again, you know, ten twelve years later, that um, you know, sort of reevaluating their original viewpoint of it because the controls aren't as good as they remember and I thought that was quite interesting because I think it must be that since then we've got more used to better controls in games in general that we have perhaps we have a higher standards of being able to get into it straight away I mean yeah maybe I don't I don't think it's fair to reassess a game based on modern no no it isn't no I mean that's kind of what I'm yeah (laughs) I mean I, I try not to but it's difficult sometimes it is difficult to to come to you know to, to to reach the same conclusion that you would have done in two thousand. Oh yeah, definitely. No, no, I know what you mean. I mean, having experienced everything you've been experienced, that it's difficult to forget some of that. So you know, it's um, oh definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you like, if you go back and play Goldeneye on the N sixty four now, yeah, it runs like a dog. It's, oh yeah, it's dreadful. Sure. <laughs> but it, you know, I it would be unfair of us to say, well, I'm gonna, you know, I maybe I should rethink my score of it. Oh yeah, no, you, you know, wouldn't. Uh, I, exactly, I don't think they were they were saying that as such. It's just yeah, good. Um, yeah, no, I don't think they were saying that. But it's just more just like, you know, it just it, just I think pondering it's just... the fact that have, have we just got used to as have controls just evolved past mm. what we were dealing with then. I mean, possibly. I mean, that was 2000, you know, I mean, 3D had been around for a few years, but it was still relatively early on. I mean, and because oh, again, it's, it's, a, it's a unique game. Oh, and yeah. That sort of movement around it hadn't been done too many times before. So, no, not really. It, I, mean, and it, I mean, it is difficult, you know, to, you to have like a Tony Hawk's earlier. Yeah. You know, before Tony Hawk's, you know, you look at skateboarding games and extreme sports games in general, they were very, very janky. I think Tony Hawk's was like the first one to really find a formula that works. Mm. So I think Mm. any kind of extreme sports game, and I think Jet Set Radio takes a huge amount of influence from things like Tony Hawk's and um, extreme sports culture in general. Yes. there weren't many games that had done it right up until then, so they didn't really have a lot to to crib from, really. No, no, that's perfectly fair. Yeah, mm. I know it's um it is a tricky one, really, when you're playing retro games. Um, you know, twenty years down the line, mm. um, you want to be fair, but at the same time, you're also spending your own time playing these, so you want them to be playable. Yeah, <laughs> and you do get so... you do get spoiled by modern. You do, you do. It's um, it's unfortunate. There are some games that kind of evolve to a point where their original version is very difficult to play now. Um, I think there's a lot of examples of that in the, in the first couple of generations of 3D consoles. Yeah, probably. You know? yeah. So um, it's one of those things. But nonetheless, it is, as <laughs> we keep saying, it is an extremely distinctive game. I would I would recommend you try it because even, even 20 years on, it's still like nothing else, really. <laughs> I think it's it's one of those games as well that it highlights the the frustration that I have with Sega as a company. Mm-hmm. Sure. In the fact that they know that people want this game. They know that it's got an audience. You know, evidenced by the yeah. fact that they've re-released it on every major platform since the Dreamcast. You know, mm. everything's got a version of Jet Set Radio on it. But they won't yeah. make a new one. No, we'll make a new one. We'll we'll put it. We'll put Easter eggs in other games, and we'll we'll yeah. include them in characters in you know Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed, and you know we'll keep on releasing merchandise and you know novelty socks with the characters on, but we won't make a new game. Yeah, mm. it annoys me. I don't. I, it, I, I swear, it, out Sega. It is annoying. I mean, um, 
Yeah, I kind of feel like they're starting to change their tune on things like that, though, with Streets of Rage Four, for example. Yeah, they're getting another company to do it. I think that's. I mean, that's that's fine. Um, if they could do the same with Jet Set Radio and a, you know a whole bunch of other IP, then that would be great. I think. I think they 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 are starting to realize the value in their their own retro properties and the possibilities of doing more with them I beyond so. just merchandise. So I think I would I, I agree with you. Um, I think I would start now to give them the benefit of the doubt and hope I suppose that they may be starting to think about it. Space Channel Five game, didn't they? Like, exactly. Yeah. I still haven't played. That's true. No. Um, <laughs> That's funny because you're really excited about that. Yeah, actually. I know. I know. Like I say, every, it seems so long ago now, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does actually. Yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, on the last show, I can't remember. Had I had I told had I seen the Sonic movie by then? No, you hadn't. You've seen it now, have you? Yeah. Okay. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> good. I'm glad. I'm glad you yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Good. Excellent. As a, as a little side thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything else to add? Or... Um. Buy it. Yeah. Buy it. Yeah, I think I think they're di- digitally releasing it soon, early, because of a lot of a lot of movies are. I think. Oh no! I meant movies. I meant um Jet Set Radio. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, buy that too. Buy that, but buy the Sonic movie too. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. good I thought, fun I thought family it was movie. Very entertaining. Um, yeah. But buy Jet Set Radio. It's on Steam. It is on Steam. That's probably yeah. the best version to go for. The 360 version was pretty good, but I don't know if you can even buy that now. I don't know what the state of the marketplace is on Xbox Live and. I think anything. you can. Yeah. I think I don't know if it works on Xbox One or not. Don't uh, know. But I think you can still buy 360 games on the 360, I believe. Oh, good. In that um, case, yeah, get it on that. Yeah, for the for the time being, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. I've got some uh, Twitter comments that people have left for us. Oh, let's hear them. Yeah. Um, so this is from at uh, Emil XOM. Uh, the HD port is one of the reasons I still use my PS3, to be honest. Um, always come back to this game when I need inspiration for drawings. And um, at Java underscore Finch, it's the best thing in the world, which is quite a statement. <laughs> um, still not losing hope for a, a Jet Set Radio future port and or a new game, as we've just discussed. Yeah. Uh, so many of my tastes and interests directly or indirectly come from having played Jet Set Radio. I'm really into its music and style, and the more I learn about it, the cooler it seems. Um, and then at underscore Jack underscore Young. It was more than just a game. It was a reminder that video games are an art form, similar to Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. It was a game that, in a way, taught you to be yourself and to stand up for yourself and others, especially through creative expression. I mean, there's some pretty amazing comments, really, that, that this game has kind of changed people's lives in a, yeah. you know, in a way. I love um, it. I mean, it's a, it's a recurring thing on our show seems to be whenever we read out people's twitter comments they're always really really passionate people about the game and yeah. it's, it's lovely to see yeah i really love it especially when someone has been inspired to you know take up an artistic endeavor of some kind on their own or yeah. you know even if it wasn't the game that directly inspired them to take it up if you know it inspired a, a new way of doing whatever they were artistically involved in in the beginning you know um i just love the fact that the games can have that effect on people yeah you know brilliant. um you know in, in, even in terms of like influence and in someone's taste in music or you know an appreciation of a of an art style or it's just i love it it's just really it's just it's what's so great about games oh it is i mean it, it always amazes me people who don't play games just because of some sort of preconceived you know, conception they have because they don't really get how important they are to to us. Mm. You know, they're sort of the generation of people who grew up with games and you know see them as as more than just a, a time wasting thing, as an actual active hobby and something that truly inspires us in every direction. Yeah, you know? and I think you know if um, you know if more people understood it as a medium like movies and and music and TV and and books, you know. Think of how much, how much more inspiration there would be out there. Well, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, um, like you know, I mentioned earlier the the that eighty three year old grandmother who was playing yeah. Animal Crossing. That's I love amazing. that. Yeah. You know who'd have thought that an eighty three year old would you know spend four thousand hours 
you know, glued to a 3DS. It's, mm. it's just fantastic. It's got so much cross-generational appeal. It really is for for everyone, you know. Mm. If you can get past that stigma and think, you know, not everything is, is all guns and guts and blood. Exactly. And, you know, there's so much... Oh, especially nowadays with, with with the indie scene, there's so that the, I truly believe that gaming is far more varied than any of those other things I've just mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. You, yeah. Whoever you are, I'm sure you can find a game for yourself. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you hear recently about the? I think it was a, a maybe a 90 year old um, Japanese lady. Uh, her Game Boy. She's she got this Game Boy for years and years and years, and she loves it. Um, and it broke. And she wrote to Nintendo, and they managed to find her an, a, a sealed new one, not yeah, an unopened original Game Boy from their warehouse. And no they sent way! It to, yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's a really heartwarming story. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, lovely. Well done, Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that kind of um, sums up what we were you know the show really um unless there's anything else you want to say no i don't think so i mean yeah. apart from your book club yeah apart next, from my book course. club um yeah i think i w- i would encourage you to give um jet set radio future a try um, yes definitely yeah. it, it might it might just smooth out the you know the things that were stopping you from enjoying this one you know i'm hoping so yeah you, i got it i got it on that double disc that's got i think it's sega GT or something on is it? it? Um, the one? Is it San Francisco Rush? No, it's um, it's a it's a I think it's a Sega Touring Cars game or something. Oh. But it's like a double. It came with some of the Xboxes, but yeah. I bought it fairly recently on eBay because um, it was a bit cheaper than the the original, you know, the actual game. Um, so I haven't tried it yet, but I will pop it in. Yeah, pop it uh, in. one day. Yeah. So, um, book club next month's book club. Yes. Um, You've got a bit of a a decision on this one. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Because I've been in two minds about... There's two very contrasting games, and it's going to be up to you uh, what you want. Oh, go on then. I'm excited. Go on. Do you feel like tackling another survival horror? (laughs) Or do you want to tackle something more family-friendly? Oh god! I mean, how survival horror are we talking? Um, not zombies. Okay. But more survival horror than Overblood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I know what I want to pick, but I don't know if I should push myself into uncharted territory. Um, what system is a survival horror for? Uh, PS One. Okay. That's not too bad. I'm I'm thinking that the the sort of the less realistic graphics will somehow make it less scary. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what systems a family friendly game for? PS3. PS3. I don't have a PS3, so that might uh, be. A... Uh, it's also only... for Xbox as well. Xbox 360. Oh, okay. Oh man. Um... Go on then. Let's do a survival horror. Okay, the game we're going to be playing is Dino Crisis. Oh, okay, that's that's all right. That's fine. Yes, that's fine. Yeah, I don't know it, but I'm 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 thinking dinosaurs are a lot less scary than zombies. I don't like zombies. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you could have won, okay. uh, yeah. the other choice was going to be Toy Story Three. Oh, okay. So quite quite a contrast. Oh, right, that's random. I don't know anything about that game. Oh, well, there you go. Um, Maybe we'll save that one for a, a future episode. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dino oh, right. Crisis is okay. what we'll be playing. Okay, I'm kind of glad I made that, actually. Because um, I've always quite liked the look of Dino Crisis. Mm. Um, yes. I've played through it a few times. It's 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 a favourite of mine, but I, I've been looking for an excuse to replay it again. So, you know, yeah. the podcast gives us a, a good reason to, to revisit it and go through it. Yeah, I always get it confused with Time Crisis, which is like a uh, light gun shooty shooty. A light gun shooty, yeah. Yes, no, cool. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll um, I'll fire that up. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Right. Okay. Um, right. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter at Podem Up. Um, email 
podmup at gmail.com and we've got podmup.net as well for our website. We do. It's down at the moment. But it it's will, down at the it, moment. It'll but, be back. Yeah, we're, we're hoping to get it back up shortly. I um, think it's a WordPress problem. I think... Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. We'll sort it. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, Don't worry yeah. about it. Don't worry Don't about worry. it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So, um, yeah, with that all said and done, um, stay safe, stay indoors, don't go out. <laughs> well, that's a positive all. way to end the show. <laughs> it's good advice. Keep calm. Everything is fine. Just don't go outside. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. We hope to see you on the other side. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, seriously, stay safe, everyone. And, um, yeah, uh, have a good time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Good time. Bye. Bye. Bye.